Do you need help with your journey following Jesus? Has your Bible reading brought up some interesting questions? Um, I, I need a prayer request. Is I've heard um, pastors talk about you can't get to heaven just with good deeds. I was just wondering what you guys think. Is, the, is there a correlation between the seventh trumpet and Revelations as the last trumpet, or is he talking about some other trumpet? Finally, a place to get answers. We're ready to take your prayer request and answer your Bible questions. Call in at 303-690-3000. Let's join Calvary Live right now. And you are tuned into Calvary Live. You just heard the number, the call-in number to be a part of the show, 303-690-3000. Welcome, everyone, to today's edition of Calvary Live, and I will be your host for this hour. My name is Jeff Figs of Calvary Chapel Greeley, and I'm so delighted to be with you as we get to talk about the things of the Lord Go to the Lord, His Word. Go to the throne of grace as you call in with prayer requests. So I am here to take your questions and to take your prayer requests. So give me a call at 303-690-3000. Grab one of those open lines early, and let's talk about the things of the Lord. Let's go to Him for comfort. Let's go to His Word for truth. And I pray that we would do that. We're so blessed to be able to be able to come together, join together, uh, on the radio here, so I want to welcome all those who are, are tuned in on Grace FM in the Front Range of Colorado and up in the southern Wyoming. We have a dry wind, a hot day today in the upper 90s, and maybe perhaps the winds of adversity or the winds of, of sorrow or whatever are blowing into your life and you need prayer. You just need encouragement. Uh, maybe there's winds of confusion that are blowing into your life and you need answers. So we want to minister to you. We want to bless you in any way that we can serve you here on Calvary Live. And that really is the heart of this show, uh, to answer your questions, to just um, minister to all. And it's not just for the callers, but it's for everyone who's listening. So I want to welcome you at Grace FM as you're listening live today. And then also I want to welcome those who are tuned in to Hope and Truth FM as well. Welcome to today's program. We invite you to call in at 303-690-3000. We have all open lines right now, so let's get the phone lines ringing. And uh, let's talk about the things of the Lord, because an hour goes by very quickly. And uh, and maybe perhaps you've had a question that your Bible reading brought up. Maybe uh, you have somebody that you want to uh, pray for, or maybe you have prayer needs yourself. There is nothing wrong with asking for prayer. Paul the Apostle asked for prayer. Uh, he asked it in the epistles uh, in a couple different letters that he wrote to the churches. He said, pray for me, and uh, we need prayer. We need to uh, be encouraged in prayer. And it reminds me that there's another way for you to be able to ask questions or to give a prayer request, and that's a dedicated text line. And it is for texting only, so make sure that you are safe when you do text. And so that text line is 720 720- Three three six, zero eight nine seven seven two zero three three six, zero eight nine seven, and that is a twenty four hour a day, uh, seven days a week uh, text line that is open for prayer requests, and so Calvary Church has opened that up. Uh, for you to be able to do that. And there will be those, the staff that will be looking at those prayer requests. They'll go to a prayer team. You'll get uh, a response back as well. So it's a great opportunity uh, anywhere in the country for you to be able to call that text line at 
303-690-3367. So I'm showing all open lines. 303-690-3000 is the number to call to be on the show. I pray you're having a great day. The heart of the show is for you to call in and uh, you, the callers, this really is your opportunity. You have, you know, just it's a blessing to be able to listen to Bible study all day long, 24-7 here on this radio station. Uh, but we do uh, want you to call in. This is an opportunity for you to be able to call in and to be able to uh, ask your questions and to be able to give a prayer request. I do want to make a quick announcement here at Calvary Greeley. Uh, I just want to remind you, continue to pray for pastors uh, as they're making decisions all along the front range here in our listening area and all across the country on opening up in-person services. And uh, it's different for every church and every decision that the leadership is making at a local church and trying to uh, get in-person services going, but then also uh, just desiring to, uh, to, you know, keep everybody safe as well. We are doing in-person services here at Calvary Chapel Greeley. We have been for the last three weeks and we will continue to do so. What we are doing is we have a backyard, so we are doing an outdoor service, and we do have seating in the sanctuary and in the coffee shop, social distancing. You can watch the service. You can see the service, but you're out of the sun. Uh, the outdoor service, people have been really enjoying it. So we have two services, 8.30 and at 10.30, and so we would uh, you know, love to have you come join us uh, for that. We are in Matthew's Gospel and we are having a great, great uh, time, and it's been very beneficial uh, going through, um, you know, the Sermon on the Mount in chapters 5, 6, and 7. We're in the heart of it, and so we would love to have you uh, come and join us, 8.30 and 10.30, and so you can check it all out on our website, calvarychapelgreeley.org. That's O-R-G, calvarychapelgreeley.org. Wednesday nights we're doing online, and we're continuing to do that in the study in the book of Jeremiah. So I'd love to, to have you uh, join us uh, for that as well. And it's an incredible study, uh, very relevant to what we're going through today. So what I have is all open lines right now, and uh, you're welcome to, to text in as well. So give us a, a text message, and we'd love to talk to you about the things of the Lord and love to talk to you on the phone. As well, uh, I want to read some scripture uh, to you uh, because I think all of us have gone through just a difficult time right now or challenging times or uncertainty has come into our hearts. Uh, we are ones that uh, are waiting to make decisions. Uh, perhaps uh, there has been certain amount of uh, anxiety that has come in worry, and, and that's what we're going to be looking at uh, in the Sermon on the Mount on uh, Sunday is Jesus telling us how the Father desires to to provide for us, uh, to uh, care for us, and uh, He does. He cares for everything that we have. So I just want to encourage you um, to continue in the Scriptures, be reading the Scriptures, because um, you're going to find comfort there. And as the psalmist writes, David in Psalm 25, "To you, O Lord, I lift up my soul." Oh my God, I trust in you. Let me not be ashamed, and let not my enemies triumph over me. Indeed, let no one who waits on you be ashamed. Let those be ashamed who deal treacherously without a cause. And show me your ways, O Lord, and teach me your paths. Lead me to your truth, and teach me, for you are the God of my salvation. 
on you. I wait all the day. And so hopefully as we go to the scriptures, we can trust in the Lord that he will show us his ways. He'll show us the path that we're to go. And it is always a good path. And so we want to encourage you um, in the scriptures. Hey, I got all open lines with what I have. Um, so hopefully that uh, you'll be able to call 303-690-3000 and give me a call. Uh, and uh, love to talk with you about the things of the Lord and uh, be able to encourage you, pray for you in any way that we can. Also, one of the things that we are doing here at uh, Calvary Chapel Greeley is that we are doing a Vacation Bible School kit for those of you in the Greeley area that would like to get that. And so we'd, um, you know, just love to be able to um, to uh, help you with that. Many Vacation Bible Schools have been uh, canceled for the summer because of the COVID, and we had to do the same thing. But it's a kit where you can call the church, and uh, it has a DVD of music, has gospel gospel presentation, it has teaching, uh, it has crafts, it has game ideas. And we've had a number of families that are getting those uh, Vacation Bible School kits that they can take at home. You can invite neighbor kids if you'd like, and um, they uh, you can uh, do that at home. And, and it's a way to continue to minister to your children. And during this time that we've had no in-person services, many of you have been uh, desiring to just uh, do that, desiring to minister to your kids, reading the Bible. I would encourage you to continue to do that. And, um, and you can continue to do it through Vacation Bible School at home and invite some of the neighbor kids and invite some of the uh, you know friends that you have or whoever it might be. And I think that's a great idea. So again, you can look at all the details of that on our website, and you can call the church. We're going to have those uh, available this Saturday, um, this Sunday, actually, for Father's Day. And uh, it is Father's Day, so I want to wish all the dads a very blessed Father's Day coming up on Sunday. Hey, I'm showing all open lines right now, and uh, so uh, give me a call. We're going to go to the text uh, messages, and I know that is working. So let's go to that. And my name is Derek, and please pray for my family and myself. Uh, recently, I lost my older brother unexpectedly, and um, and it goes on to say some of the other things um, that they have gone through. And their hearts are broken. I ask for prayer and your grace and your mercy, and I pray that my brother Tony is on the right side of God. Thank you, Pastor, and pray that we are able to find a person to be a caregiver for my mother and my aunt. Thank you. So, Father, I just pray for Derek. Pray for his family, um, uh, for himself. They lost an older brother unexpectedly who was the caregiver to uh, Derek's aunt and his mother. It's a tremendous loss, but uh, it's not just in what he did, but who he was. And uh, I just pray that you would, uh, Lord, just bring comfort to the family, that you bring blessing to them, uh, that you would um, just be able to um, uh, help them and provide for them in every way. And through this grief, that you bring the comfort that they need, that you bring the um, joy that they need. And Lord, um, pray for Derek. I pray for everything that they're going through. And it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Hey, I'm still showing no one on the phones. Um, 
And so 303-690-3000 is the number to call. The text line is 720-336-0897. I hope that um, that is what uh, I'm showing because I don't have anything up on my screen. And so hopefully that um, you'll be able to call. Love to hear from you guys. Love to be able to um, uh, talk with you. And that really is the heart of this show. Uh, again, welcome all those on the East Coast on Hope and Truth FM. As you're listening in, you are a week delayed. So blessed to be a part of your lives and um, to have you call in. You can call in. We'll have the conversation. And then it will be uh, later on that uh, next week uh, at the same time that you can listen to the conversation. That's kind of neat to do that. want to welcome also uh, all the uh, online listeners and I want to just say hello to you uh, as well. And uh, we have people that uh, tune in uh, all the time. And we want to be able to bless you and encourage you in, in any way that we can. 303-690-3000 is the number to call. And so we'll go to the text question right now. And text question that I want to pull up. So let me go to the inbox. It says, I struggle with whether I should wear a mask or not in public. Feels like I'm bowing down. I don't want to disrespect others, though, either. So that is a good question, and people are really wrestling with that. So here's the thing about Christian liberty. Um, and it's a decision that all of us have had to make uh, concerning wearing masks. Do I wear a mask? social distancing, opening up, all these different things. The pandemic is real, and um, we are, um, you know, been dealing with it. We care for our uh, neighbors. We care for family members. We care for others. So the mask is something that you might want to consider wearing for the sake of others. Here's our Christian liberty. Our Christian liberty is out of love and sensitivity to others. And one of the things that we have done is we've opened up uh, here at uh, Calvary Chapel is we put in certain requirements. We're asking that the staff and those who volunteer and help set up that they wear a mask. Um, we're recommending masks here at, at service. Not everybody wears a mask. But one of the first things that I said is uh, we are to be patient with one another. We're to be sensitive with one another. We are to care for one another. And so it's how the Lord leads you and guides you. I don't think it's bowing down to anything. It is being sensitive um, in uh, how we treat others, how we serve others, um, showing love to others. And I know it's hard. I know it's frustrating. And so we want to be able to um, do that. Hey, had a little problem with the, the my screen calls, but let's go ahead. I think we got Dwayne, who's in Pennsylvania. Hey, Dwayne. Hello. How you doing? Hey, th- good. Thanks for holding. Uh, had a little bit of a glitch on my end. That's all right. Um, two things. I called. Uh, I called back uh, some time ago when I had an interview, and then uh, went through yeah. some stuff. And now this is like my second week in the in the training for uh, Hemp Brothers. Uh, 
driving a dump truck, and tomorrow's like judgment day with the transportation manager having a first road test. Still mm-hmm. having trouble with the shifting because it's not a regular stick shift. It's just it's high low, and the gears ain't really yeah. synchronized. And you got to have the RPMs. Everything has to be just just right. And there's like moments yeah. that I'm smooth and good. I'm like yeah, and then the next moment it's like <sighs> it's all out the window. And then yeah. uh, and then um, last Sunday. Some friends of mine from church, uh, the, her uh, buddy of mine, her, uh, well, I'm friends with them both. But anyway, the, I guess I could say her name, Teresa, and uh, her husband, Rick. Well, Teresa's mom passed away uh, Sunday, and she didn't get to, she got to see her a little bit Friday and Saturday, but not much when she was in the hospital because only one person was allowed in at all. Even uh, even if that one person wasn't there, they weren't letting her in. So I mean, she did get to see her like the last two days of her life or whatever, last couple hours. But uh, you know, it's gonna be tough for her. Yeah. Well, you know, I did hear you call in you, that you got that job. Uh, I think Pastor Ed, I was listening. I thought, all right, Dwayne got that job. So. Um, but it is hard, all the training and everything that goes on. But um, it's hard when we have a loved one pass away and your friend's yeah. mother pass away. Um, and we certainly want to pray for them. And uh, so, Dwayne, you got something else you wanted to add to that prayer request? Um, yeah, I just heard a, a friend of mine got assaulted by a security guard at uh, Pennsylvania's PennDOT Department of Transportation. And he does a lot of, uh, been dealing with them for like decades, doing title work. And PennDOT's like trying to, not giving them any information on the security guard. There was like no provocation at all. And like the guy just like followed him out to his own vehicle and, and then just like, you know, just, and then, uh, so someone who was following him, a friend, he, uh, he, um, uh, just took a picture of him because it's like, he's just, why is he following me? You know, whatever. That way, at least have someone what look like. And PennDOT doesn't seem to care. The local police officer, the Harrisburg City Police, state police, the Capitol Police, they all don't want, want to do anything, not even the state reps or the state senators. Well, just, let's, let's, uh, let's, go, let's go ahead and pray. Father, I just pray for Dwayne and he has some prayer requests and for his friend's mother who passed away a few days ago. Um, and for their family, again, that's going through loss and through difficulty and grief. And, Lord, I also want to pray for um, his job as he's learning, you know, taking the road test uh, on his job, all these different things to adjust. And, Lord, just whatever happened to his friend, I also just pray um, that, Lord, that you would work and that you would, um, you know, uh, bring resolve in this situation uh, and fairness and justice in every way, in Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, Dwayne, thank you. Appreciate it. God bless you. We're going to continue on with the phone lines, 303-690-3000. I think I'm up and running again. And uh, so love for you to grab. we got a couple open lines. And i uh, love for you to call. The text line is 720-336-0897. We're going to go to Fort Collins here uh, where Derek is on line two. Derek, how are you? I'm good. How are you, Jeff? 
Good. Thanks for calling. Good. Um, thank you. Um, yeah, I'm calling for prayer for my wife. Um, so anybody listening and you, I'd like some prayer. Uh, you know, I guess, I guess I could say she's a non-believer. She's grew up in the church, grew up going to church. Um, we went to church, you know, as a couple and then, you know, come to find out it's, she hasn't really fully given her, her life to God and she's been struggling with it. And, uh, I pray for her constantly and all the time. And, um, you know, it's just, it creates a spiritual battle within our, our house and our relationship. And, uh, you know, I know God has, he's powerful to save and I just keep praying for her. I know it's something he can do, but it's, it's nothing I can do anything about other than pray. And, um, and I can just sense, you know, when, when I press in and I pray and I put her first and intercede for her, um, even though she's not totally aware, I can see it affect her. Um, and it, you know, the tension and every turmoil just starts rising up in her life. And, um, she has no peace and, and really no purpose. She lacks identity, and and I've talked to her about all this stuff, and um, you know, she's just her whole life has been plagued with, you know, anger and bitterness and depression and you know thoughts of suicide, and and as you know, God makes progress. I can feel the the spiritual enemies kind of rising up in her, and uh, and. It's a spiritual battle, and I just, I'd like more prayer. Yeah, absolutely. Father, I pray for Derek. I just pray that as he's ministering to his wife, um, Lord, I just pray that you would uh, be with him. Lord, we're a witness, not only with our words, but how we live our life. And Lord, I do pray that you would just be with Derek to show the love of Christ to his wife, and as he sees her go through the turmoil of 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 just uh, suicidal thoughts, of of no peace, of struggle, anxiousness, all those things, that Lord, that you give him the wisdom to be able to minister to her, that Lord, that you give him the words to say, that he be able to bring comfort through the Word of God and bring the love of Jesus Christ to her. And I pray that you would open her eyes, so you would soften her heart, so that um, Lord, she would receive you, come to you, and rest in your love. So, Lord, I pray for Derek as he is calling for prayer, and he knows that's what he can do, and we can pray with him. So we do that right now. We lift her up to you um, as she's going through this difficulty. So many others around us as well that we have linked to our own lives that are going through difficulties and struggles. Lord, we want to lift them up before the Lord and be salt and light to them. And so, Lord, be with Derek, his his wife, uh, bring her to salvation, open her eyes spiritually, and Lord, we just pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, Derek. Very much. Hey, Derek, you keep being that witness. You're a witness with your words, but with your life, you keep loving her, you keep serving her, and um, and you keep praying for her. And uh, we're going to be praying with you as well. So continue to keep us updated, and, and uh, we're going to continue to pray with you. Thank you. Thank you very much, Seth.
All right, Derek. God bless you. Have a good one. Thank you. God bless you. You bet. We got a couple open lines, 303-690-3000 is the number to call to be on the line, uh, be on the air. Love talking with you for your questions and prayer requests. The text line is 720-336-0897 to remind you that is a dedicated text line that is 24-7 for you to be able to text in a prayer request uh, anytime, uh, day or night, seven days a week, and you'll get a response and you'll have uh, people praying for you. We're going to go back to Fort Collins for Chelsea, I believe. Chelsea? Yes. How are you? Well, I'm doing well. Uh, It's kind of going to be a tough Father's Day. Um, My dad was a children's pastor, went to be with God a couple years ago, and uh, I'm 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 so sorry. Thinking about thinking about my family in Montana, and I haven't been able to go go see them with COVID and everything, and so it's really hard at this at this time not to be able to see each other and just have to rely on prayer, and it's not something I'm I'm very good at. Mm. I need to get better at, and um, my uh, husband left me this year, and it's just been kind of like the perfect storm, and uh, I don't. I don't want to be defeated in this. I wanna yeah. want God to be glorified. So, yeah, and I'm so sorry for the difficulties that you're going through. Where in Montana is your family? In Billings. In Billings, yeah. So and I know that Montana's been locked down and had quarantines and all of that going on. So I'm so yeah. sorry that you haven't been able to go see them uh, during this time and that's one of the hardest trials during this time is um, you know, is the isolation. And then to lose your dad um, and the grieving and, the, you know, I'm sure you have a hole in your heart and your husband, um, the situation with that, with him leaving. I, I want you to know this, Chelsea, that the Lord loves you and he sure sees does. you and he hears you. So when you pray, just give your heart to the Lord. And even in those times that you don't know what to say, the Lord, he knows, he knows your heart. And there's a verse I want to share with you, and I thought about this as you were talking, that um, brings me a lot of comfort. That is in Romans chapter 8. And in Romans chapter 8, Paul talks about that the Spirit also helps us in our weaknesses. For we do not know what we should pray as we ought, but the Spirit himself makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. You know, in those times where I, I don't even know what to say, Lord, I'm hurting so much, I'm confused so much, um, the Holy Spirit makes intercession for us. And even when all we can do is just make groanings, that the Holy Spirit takes it and puts it into words and brings it to the Father, to the throne of God. And He intercedes. And He loves you. And just what He wants is your heart. And um, and and that's the most important thing. And um, And you can give Him your hurts and you can give him your cares because he cares for us and your desires and everything else. So father, I just pray for Chelsea. I just pray that you would minister to her, that you would bring comfort to her. Lord, as she's hurting over the loss of her dad, I know how it is to hurt for a dad that has left this world um, because um, I've gone through it myself. And Lord, I do pray that you would, Just bring the comfort that she needs during this grief and and as she finds herself alone, um, as she is um, not able to see her family in Montana, that she'd be able to see them soon. But strengthen her, be with her, guide her, 
And Lord, I just pray that she would perceive your presence. And even when she doesn't know what to say, she can just present her heart to you, Lord, knowing that the Holy Spirit makes intercession even in her groanings. And I pray that would bring comfort to her right now in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Chelsea, God bless you. Thank you, Pastor. You bet, absolutely. Hey, we're getting ready to go to break here in just a little bit. And um, and so um, glad that we got the call screen going up and we got uh, phone lines. And also just want to remind you uh, of uh, our text line uh, that is available as well, as well 720-336-0897. We'll be right back. This is the only break that we have. And we'll be back in two minutes. God bless you. Welcome back to Calvary Live. Give us a call at 303-690-3000 or text us at 720-336-0897. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Welcome back to the second half of Calvary Live. So good to be with you. My name is Jeff Biggs. I pastor Calvary Chapel Greeley in Northern Colorado. Welcome. And we're up and running and we have an open line. So grab that open line. You just heard the number. 303-690-3000 is the number to call. The, that's the call-in number. And so we welcome you to do that. I uh, want to welcome all who are listening across the country and uh, even in different parts of the world that we have international listeners as well uh, as they're tuned in and modern technology bringing us together as they are on the Grace FM website. And then as you are listening online, maybe perhaps on the app, I would encourage you download the Grace FM uh, app on your smartphone and on your tablets, and you can listen to great Bible teaching 24-7, and you can listen to Calvary Live at this time, Monday through Friday. So, so glad that you are tuned in with us today. And uh, we're going to go back to the phone lines in just a minute. Again, I want to remind you that here at Calvary Chapel Greeley, we are doing in-person services, 8.30, 10.30 on Sunday mornings. And we are doing a backyard service. We have the sanctuary open as well for limited seating and the coffee shop. So come join us. If you come, bring a chair for the outdoor service, umbrella. We have some water available, but you can bring your own water. We make the service about an hour long, so you're not out in the sun too much. And uh, people have been enjoying it. And we got plenty of space to spread out and uh, to be together. The church really needs to be together right now and all the things that we see going on around us. And and we need to be praying, we need to be meeting, we need to be encouraged, strengthened, and edified. It's been a tough season, but the Lord's still on the throne. He still desires to work through the church. Uh, we are still here to be a voice of truth and light and uh, to uh, bring comfort to people and uh, to give the message of hope, and that is the gospel of Jesus Christ, that he died for our sins and rose again, and he is our salvation. He is the source of eternal life. He brings us reconciliation with the Father, 
and there is none other, nothing else, no one else. Jesus Christ and him crucified. So some come join us for that on uh, Sunday mornings and in our online service uh, that we're doing online only on Wednesday nights, the book of Jeremiah, incredible study. And Jeremiah is, is uh, giving a message to a nation that is dying spiritually. And uh, there's a lot of things for us to learn from and to uh, make application to um, as we study the scriptures together. CalvaryChapelGreeley.org is our website and those online um, resources as well. You can tune in on our Facebook, Calvary Chapel Greeley. Hey, we're going to go back to the phone lines, and let's go to Mary in Colorado Springs. Hi, Mary. Hello, how are you? I am good. How are you doing? I'm good. Thanks for taking my call, and uh, thanks for your prayers and cal- uh, clarification on some tough biblical issues, or not issues, but just um, information, I guess. You bet, absolutely. So what do you got for me today? So I've been recently, you know, looking into more of the end times and, of course, the millennial reign after the rapture. Um, And one of the teachings, um, it wasn't one of that you guys did, but uh, talked about um, being married in the millennial reign here on Earth. And so I'm not sure if that's actually the truth, but was curious if that was. And then I know in heaven we're not married, um, but was just curious about how that was referenced, or maybe I just misinterpreted what they said. Well, that's a good question, because here's the thing to remember about when we move into the millennium reign of Jesus Christ. Uh, One is that um, at the end of the tribulation period, when Jesus Christ comes back, literally, physically, in the second coming of Jesus Christ, he's going to establish his kingdom, right? He's going to restore the nation of Israel, and he is going to judge the nations at that time. And as the psalmist writes in Psalm 2, he's going to rule with the rod of iron. He's going to establish his kingdom there in Jerusalem. Those who survive the tribulation that are believers, and we know that uh, there will be some Gentile believers that will make it through the tribulation period. Many of the tribulation saints will be martyred for their faith and trust in Jesus Christ. But then also there will be a remnant of the Jews that there will be a national restoration, that they will come to Christ. And Paul writes about that in Romans chapter 11, that at that time all of Israel will be saved. During the millennium reign, you see, we, um, the church, have been raptured before that, you know, before the tribulation period, and I believe that we will. We come back with Jesus. So the rapture of the church is when he comes for his church. The second coming is he comes with his church, we are going to rule and reign with him. So we won't be given to marriage, as you said. Jesus, you know, they came, the Sadducees, they tried to back Jesus up in a corner and said, hey, will we be given to marriage in heaven? And Jesus said, no, you won't be given to marriage. You'll be like the angels. Jesus did not say you will be an angel. He said you'll be like the angels. So we are going to rule and reign with him. And uh, we're going to be given responsibilities. Now, those who made it through the tribulation period, still in, you know, uh, living in this world, um, they are going to move into the millennium reign. So I imagine, and I've never been asked that, it's a good question, that a married couple, if they make it through, that they're still going to be married. They're still going to be married during that time. And, um, and we know that kids are going to be born during that time as well. 
as though the earth is going to populate. Um, death is going to be very, very rare, but it will happen. There's going to be a rebellion at the end of the millennium reign. So it's God's kingdom that is here on this earth, and righteousness will cover the earth as waters cover the sea. But, you know, people are still going to populate the world during that time. It's going to be, um, you know, it's going to be incredible. It's going to be wonderful. But um, they're still going to be, as far as I know, given to marriage. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense, because I did hear there was going to be kids born during that time, and that's why I was curious if we were married, um, but that makes sense. But And it does, because here's the thing, too, Mary, is at the end of the millennium reign, as you read Revelation chapter 20, Satan's going to be let out for uh, a time. He's been bound up, thrown into the bottomless pit during the millennium reign, and then when he's let out, he's going to lead a rebellion. So it's amazing that it says a, a great multitude of people are going to actually follow that rebellion because they never really had a choice. And that brings a lot of confusion to people. The millennium reign is not heaven. The millennium reign is God's kingdom on earth. And uh, so many will follow that rebellion. It will be immediately squashed by the Lord and then they will be sentenced in the outer darkness uh, for all eternity, and then after that is the great white throne judgment. But it, it's hard to believe, to me, at the end of the millennium reign, that you have Jesus ruling and reigning, and righteousness covering the earth as waters cover the sea, that people would even rebel, but it shows the hardness of heart of man. And um, there's still going to be, even it speaks about in Zechariah, that nations that don't come up to Jerusalem to celebrate the tabernacle, the Feast of Tabernacles. So uh, it's going to be an enforced righteousness, as Psalm chapter 2 tells and declares, that he will rule with the rod of iron. So there'll be uh, people born, the the population will uh, expand quickly during those thousand years, and, um, and then the heavens and the earth as we now know it will dissolve in a fervent heat, as Peter writes, and there'll be new heaven and a new earth and a new Jerusalem, and we will be with the Lord forever and ever, and I can't wait. I can't wait till the Lord comes back. Yeah, so it'll be the perfect day. Yeah, absolutely. Any other questions? I do have one more, um, and I firmly believe that women should not be pastors, um, but I have, um, I go to a church where um, we have one female that is a pastor, not the head pastor, um, so what are your thoughts about attending a church with that? Well, that's something that really that you have to go to the Lord and you have to pray about. Women have a very vital ministry in the body of Christ. So here at Calvary Chapel, um, we take what the Scriptures mandate in First Timothy 3 and Titus chapter 1, that an overseer pastor is to be the husband of one wife. Um, that it's very clear that when it comes to the role of a pastor uh, in that position that the Lord desires for it to be the the males. Um, when it comes to the deacons, there's, you know, um, I think some room, some debate there um, that uh, we see in the Scriptures, uh, those Paul that calls women deaconess. Um, that's the Greek word that he uses for those who served. 
So can women serve, yes, as deaconess in the office of a deacon? Um, that interpretation is open. But when it comes to the role, to, as you said, of a pastor, the pastor teacher in the role of an overseer, he does desire for the men to do that. So women, can they teach? Absolutely. There's some very gifted teachers, uh, women. But here at Calvary Chapel, we have women that are teaching women's studies. They teach you know, youth. They teach children's ministry. Their ministry is very, very vital, um, very important. We couldn't do what we do here without the, the role of women in the church. But when it comes to the overseer, it's the men. And so that's something that you really have to take to the Lord and uh, something that you have to really pray about if he gives you a piece about that and what the Scripture has to say. Yeah, and I have been. And, you know, her heart is amazing, no doubt. But, yeah, yeah. that's just, yeah. Okay, thank you. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And, and go ahead. Um, I was just, I didn't want to monopolize time, but I was just wondering if I could ask for one prayer request as well. Sure. Uh, my 22-year-old just entered the police force, um, has an amazing heart. So just for protection and <clears throat> to continue to have that amazing heart for people. Absolutely. And Mary, I want to say that, um, you know, I've been a chaplain with the Weld County Sheriff's Office for now 18 years. And I have a real heart for those in law enforcement. And I am praying for them fervently. And I know that it is very difficult days, and especially those who are just entering into that field. I know there's a lot of discussion right now, but I want to say this, that God has ordained his work according to Romans chapter 13, and his work is for good, and his work is honorable before the Lord. And I want you to always keep that in mind. So, Father, I pray for Mary's son who just went into law enforcement it is very difficult days for them right now. And I know there's a lot of discussions and there's a lot of turmoil going on right now in our nation. But I do know this, what your word declares, and that is you have ordained them for good, to do good against evil. And Lord, I pray that you be with the son, that you protect him, that you be with him, that he would have a heart to serve his community. And Lord, to, to do good and to honor you with what he does. And Lord, I pray for your hand of protection. Give him the courage that he needs. And Lord, I pray that he would gain the support. And Lord, I just pray for our law enforcement because our law enforcement, they are sons, they are daughters, they are husbands, they are wives. They are moms and dads and grandparents. They are ones that coach little leagues. They are ones that, um, that sit on boards of charities uh, they get involved in the community. They care for their community. And I know that, um, Lord, there's been some very unfortunate things that have happened in the law enforcement that we have seen and needs to be addressed. But I want to pray for the difficult days that a vast majority of them are in right now that, that wonder and are worried and, um, and, and, and feel isolated, that, Lord, that they would know that there are those who support them and love them and their families. And, and Lord, I just pray for her son right now, that you would just work in his heart and in his life, and that you would just work in his profession as well and bless him, be with him, and, and, and strengthen him, um, and be with his family. In Jesus' name, amen. 
Amen. Thank you so much. That's so encouraging. I so value that. You bet, Mary. God bless you. We'll be praying for him. Thank you. All right. All right. 303-690-3000 is the number to call. That's the call-in number. I know Dell has been waiting in Aurora. So is it Dell? Are you there, Dell? Yes, I am. Hi, How Pastor you? Jeff. Thanks for holding. I know you're holding a little bit. Oh, that's okay. Thanks for taking my call. Absolutely. Well, I got a question that um, it's kind of been haunting me a little bit, um, and um, I just thought that I would see if I could get a clearer answer. Um, Matthew, or I'm sorry, Mark and Luke. I, I was just, I don't know, one day I was just thinking about it, and um, I was trying to figure out how are they eyewitnesses to the Christ. To, to Christ's death and resurrection, because I don't see anywhere where it mentions that they were actually a disciple or an apostle. Yeah, that's a good question. And um, Mark and Luke, and just for the sake of our uh, our listeners, that Mark was not a disciple, and he was, I don't believe he was considered an apostle either. Mark was the cousin of Barnabas, and, uh, of course, that whole story, which is really an incredible story, uh, how he left Barnabas and Paul on their first missionary journey, went back to Jerusalem. They don't know why, but then there was that contention when Paul and Barnabas were going to start the second missionary journey, and they ended up separating. But Mark, um, he, uh, it is believed by scholars, got his uh, gospel from Peter, and we know that uh, Peter mentions Mark. Paul also would, uh, that relationship would be restored because at the end of Paul's life, when he writes Second Timothy, he says, send Mark to me for he's useful. And I just wonder, I just wonder, Dell, that when Mark came to him, if he didn't have a scroll, that was the gospel of Mark. And they say it's Peter's account of that, that he talked with Peter. And of course, Mark um, he was uh, maybe eyewitnesses of some of the things. Again, Mark, he tells of, remember that young man that was in the garden when Jesus was arrested and the guards grabbed him and they just got a hold of his robe and he went fleeing into the night naked? You remember that little insert that Mark makes? Yes, I do. Well, some believe that was Mark, that that was oh. Mark there. And that he was, that's why he inserted it. So it very well, we don't know for sure, but I wouldn't be surprised. I think it's very probable that that was Mark and he was listening and he was there. Some have suggested, Dell, that Mark was uh, the rich young ruler. Um, and there's different reasons for that. I don't know if I hold to that, but some have, that's just a suggestion that you know, Jesus told the, the rich young ruler, go and sell everything you have and come and follow me. And perhaps that, that Mark uh, did follow from a distance. He was there in the garden, kind of on the fringes, and then he would come to be a believer. So he got his gospels belief from Peter. Him and Peter were very close. Peter mentions about him. When it comes to Luke, uh, Luke talks about how uh, those from uh, the beginning were eyewitnesses and ministers of the Word, delivered them to us. 
So Luke was a Gentile, and a lot of people that are new to the Scriptures forget that Luke was not a Jew. He was not one of the disciples or apostles. He was one that um, would travel with Paul on the missionary journeys. Luke is really an incredible man. Luke, being a a doctor, he was from Tarsus, um, or Luke very well could have been in Tarsus going to that medical school. Paul was from Tarsus, and you remember that Paul, when he first got saved, he goes to Damascus. He's preaching to the Jews there, uh, and they um, come against him. He goes to Arabia for three years, comes back to Damascus. The The Jews want to kill him, so he escapes over a wall in a basket. He goes to Jerusalem, There the apostles sent him to Tarsus, where he's learning to make tents for 10 years. And it is believed at that time that perhaps that Paul the apostle meant Luke, because there was a big medical school there. So Luke, you know, he was a doctor. He was detailed as you read Luke's gospel. And so he interviewed, and of course inspired by the Spirit of God, as he would go, the eyewitnesses and ministers of the Word delivered them to us, it seemed good to me also having had perfected understanding of all things from the very first to write to you orderly account most excellent Theopolis. So that's the question. Who was Theopolis? Um, Theopolis? Yeah, we don't know. Some say right. that it was a code word for somebody who was in the Roman Senate. Some believe that Luke Perhaps because there was many slaves back in those times, um, there was over 60 million slaves that Luke uh, had a, a master named Theopolis, and, and Theopolis would let him go so he could travel with Paul on the missionary journey. So there, there's different thoughts, but here is something that is absolutely incredible, and I, I think it's an encouragement to all of us, that here is Luke. He writes the Gospel of Luke in great detail, eyewitnesses, the account, then he writes the book of Acts, um, and he never mentions himself personally. You always see the the pronoun we when you know that Luke is, is joined the missionary journey on the second missionary journey and so forth. We know that Luke is faithful to Paul, even with him at the end of Paul's life when he's in a dark dungeon in Rome, his second imprisonment, uh, Paul writes that only Luke is with me. And it could be perhaps because Luke was Gentile, he was a doctor, that the Romans allowed him to minister to Paul, uh, you know, at that time. So he's an incredible man, but he writes in details a quarter of the New Testament, the Gospel of Luke and the Book of Acts, in detail to one man, Theopolis. You know, the effort and the patience and the care that he put into it so he could witness to Theopolis, and I hope that it it encourages me, it shows me that I need to be one that continually is, you know, being that witness, giving the account of the testimony of Jesus Christ to others. It it just, Luke, I think, is an incredible man. I can't wait to meet him in heaven. Yeah, right, Uh, me too. Absolutely. So, yeah, they, they, um, Mark was uh, Peter's account, and um, and then also what we see, Luke, many witnesses that he talked to. Being a doctor, you can see the details that he puts into it. And the history, too. He's very much put in the history um, accounts, which shows the reliability of the Bible as well. Okay. 
Well, uh, right. that gives me a lot better uh, idea of uh, how that works because I just, I like I said before, I was just thinking about it, and I knew that Luke was a yeah. Gentile, and so I couldn't understand how that worked, but I understand more now. Thank you. Appreciate your question. Okay. Hey, thanks. we got all... You bet. Have a good day. Hey, we still got some time. We still got all open lines, but I'm going to go to the text line. Good questions, and um, we uh, want to continue to just uh, read the scriptures, and uh, we, uh, you know, um, just want to uh, continue in the Word of God. You can never exhaust it, and so always love those questions. People are thinking. Got a prayer request that for a 16-year-old son that overdosed a week ago, he's okay. Um, but um, uh, just wondering if Calvary has a mentorship program. Uh, you know, there is youth groups. There's different uh, ways to minister to youth. Uh, people are going through a difficult time, not just our youth, but all across the board. So, Father, I do want to pray for the 16-year-old that overdosed a week ago, drugs and alcohol. I read about even during this COVID time that has been very, very difficult. Uh, I read about how um, that uh, that um, that um, uh, more people are turning to alcohol and, and drugs and holding people in captivity. Um, just the, the damage that it brings, um, the bondage that people are in because of it. Uh, Lord, I just pray for this young man he's he's a teenager and he's got so much ahead of him that you would just minister to his heart that he would be able to find help in the body of christ that lord that you would free him that he would give his heart completely to you because there's freedom in jesus christ and lord be with um the the parents of this boy to be able to encourage and help and do everything they can to to bring relief to him and uh so i just pray that um, you would touch his life, free him in every way, in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Hey, um, going to go to the text line where we got a few minutes. We're going to be ending the show here pretty soon. Um, and it says, my question is, I talk to the Lord Jesus all the time, and I ask him questions, and answers pop into my head. How do I tell the difference between his answer and my own thoughts that try to answer for him? This is from Scott. Scott, this is a very important question, and I think um, that uh, it's, it's imperative that you know that the Word of God is what's going to give you answers. You can ask questions, but the questions are answered from Genesis to Revelation. So you can tell if you know it's just coming from you, if it's contradicts the Word of God. In 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 16, it tells us that all Scripture is inspired by God. And as all Scripture is inspired by God, it is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. So the Word, the Word, the Word, the Word of God gives you truth. Sometimes people will come and they will talk to me, and I've experienced this over the years as a pastor, that they will come and they will say, you know, God told me this, and it completely contradicts what the Word of God has to say. So either God made a mistake or they made a mistake. God doesn't make mistakes. God's Word is, is inspired. It is infallible. It, it, is, um, it is perfect. 
it is true. It, it's not that it contains truth. It is truth. Um, it is inerrant. There's no mistakes in the Word of God, and it is forever. Jesus said that uh, heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will never pass away. Isaiah declared that the flower will fade, the grass will wither, but the word of the Lord will stand forever, and every dot and tittle of the Scriptures will be fulfilled. So, Scott, as you ask this very important question that you text in, Know the Word of God. The Word of God guides us. It gives us the answers. It directs us. And anything that pops into your mind or anything that is told to you that is contrary to the Word of God doesn't come from the Lord. So that's why it's imperative, especially for all of us, as we end the show here today, I think it's really important for us to know that um, we need to continue in the Scriptures. It was Paul in some of the last words that he wrote, he said, in the last days, it's going to be perilous, perilous times. And then as he wrote that, he said that evil men and imposters are going to grow worse and worse. And then he says, you must continue in the scriptures, Timothy, that you've known from childhood. And all scripture is inspired by God. And I think that's a good word for all of us. Folks, let's continue in the word of God. Let's continue to be comforted uh, by the Lord. Let's continue to have the answers from him, from his word. So be a student of the word, and we need it more than ever because the Bible gives us the answers pertaining to life and godliness in Christ Jesus and all of the things that are going on around us. And everything that's going around us, it is headed towards somewhere. And, uh, and the Bible tells about it. So God bless you. Appreciate those of you who called in. Uh, thank you for allowing me to minister to you today and to serve you here on Calvary Live. I pray that you have a great evening. Stay close to the Lord. Keep reading the Word of God. Keep listening to God's Word. We'll talk to you next time. You've been listening to Calvary Live. Tune in next time for prayer and God's Word.